this is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of a Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel. We actually talk about other shows too, and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. And it has been a long time. Yeah. Well, I saw you last night. Kurt, guess what I did last night? Well, I think you went to see Les's show, The Real Black Swan. Which I is did. playing in Los Angeles I right did. now. It and was you probably fantastic. went to the Abbey afterwards. It was I, fantastic. I, I went think. to Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> you went to Revolver. Yeah, I went to Revolver instead. <laughs> but I have a good like, reason. They, they, were the, they were having like a little re... Not reopening, but they, they're under new ownership. They just got sold, so they oh, were having like a little party. Yeah, they used to be owned by the guy that's the executive producer of the Tonight Show, and also yes, used to be the EP I, of the Drew Barrymore Show. That I knew. Ooh. That I knew. I've met the, him a few times. Yeah, the controversial Drew Barrymore Show and controversial Jimmy Fallon Show. Both of them right now. Oh, and weird connection that I realized earlier today. Uh, Drew's producing partner and a very close friend is Jimmy's wife. Drew introduced Jimmy to his wife. Ooh. Oh, so they're all kind of falling down the same. I just wonder, like, <laughs> someone in common with them might be mad about something. I wonder. I think so. I definitely I, think Jimmy Fallon got somebody, somebody with some influence is pissed off at Jimmy Fallon because this keeps coming up. My question, though. Because people are going, like, Martin, all of a sudden, why are people going after Martin Short? Well, Martin Short was, yeah, somebody wrote a piece, I I forget what, uh, Slate. Slate. And it was just like, they were just shitting on Martin Short, because, like, it's not their cup of tea, basically. It's so dumb. I looked at that article and then, but then the thing is these, these celebrities, they have nothing else to do because I guess the actors strike. So like Mark Hamill is defending Martin Short, Ben Stiller, but my favorite is Jerry from Succession is, uh, (laughs) thank God she stepped up and defended Martin Short. (laughs) I mean, I love Succession, but this is, this is getting, it is. Yes. But the thing is, it's crazy about like that one for like, well, because his his character with the spiky character, it's not my thing either. Just just don't watch it. It's very easy. I like I've got the article right in front of me. It. it doesn't. It it's not even like it's a huge article about like everything he's done is in, in his career and there's videos in it, this and it just makes you wonder like what why why was this story even pitched. Because it's not, it's not like they just wrote a story and press published. Like, this went through some channels to get on the site. Hollywood has and never then, quite what, figured out what to do with Martin Short. Well, yeah, how long has what, Martin Short's career been? Like, 50 years? Yeah. Like, 40 yeah. years here? And what's stupid is they're shitting on him, and the project, like, he's great in, in the project he's in now. He's great in I everything. He's Martin fucking Short. Yeah, so it's like, so yeah, do you think this is because of the strike? Because journalists are getting so bored and they need something to write about. Or, them. or like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was like this person just doesn't like Martin Short's style of humor, work, whatever, and was going off on it in the office. And they're like, just go, go write it. If you feel that passionately about it, go write it. Just do something with yourself. I don't. I don't know why people take it seriously. It's like why? Why do people have to defend Martin Short? Of course, there are going to be, be people who don't like Martin Short. He, he's a he's a like a superstar. Has been around for. A, I said before I was going to say a hundred years. We're more like forty years. Somebody's not going to like Martin Short. I, I do like that. We are now having what? a several minute conversation about Martin Short stan culture. No. But- yeah, like whether people or not should be standing Martin Short. Standing? But yeah. it's just, that's Eminem. Thing. Makes me 
is the fact that Martin, he didn't do anything to anybody. Like, he's, like, minding his own business, not fucking with anybody, and someone just randomly decides to fuck with him for no reason. Yeah. Unless it's some but, sort of, like, reverse mm-hmm. psychology thing where it's to drum up viewership for only murders in the building. I mean, in addition to his health. A good show. Well, I, I mean, like, it's a legitimate question just in that the, the people on these shows and in these movies coming out right now, they can't talk about them. They can't go promote their own work. So I'm wondering <laughs> no. if this is some sort of, like, low-key, like, okay, well, we're shitting on our star here, but it's going to get people talking about it because why would you shit on him? Maybe? That makes sense. Maybe. That makes a lot of sense. We're talking about him. We, we, we weren't going to talk about Martin Short otherwise, so. That makes that that makes that makes a lot of actually, you know, um, uh, but yes, it's um. So Kurt Fitzpatrick learned the extent of my powers. Oh yeah, tell me, tell me, powers, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Oh, what happened was, tell him. Uh, well, what happened was I went to Indianapolis. I did the Indianapolis Fringe Festival. And uh, Les was um, determined to get me into some kind of gay establishment. I don't, I don't really understand. Like, is that because you think I'll be uncomfortable there, or what? Do you I feel like I need to? Well, why? I need to meet more gay people. I, yeah, I don't. I, I think years ago, it, Les thought it was funny because he thought that maybe it was awkward for me, but not really. No, I just like seeing you in gay bars. Well, it's Nobody only awkward you. if you're not wearing your harness. Right. My harness. Oh, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. See, I don't know. I'm out of this. That's why I feel like I'm out of the loop and I, in, in these establishments. But, well, this but, is trying to get no, you into the loop. The ladies of Leonard Street, um, they're ladies who are do indie fringe and they're involved in the, the indie theater community they invited me out to brunch which that's not a really a straight activity that's uh, no that is a gateway to homosexuality yeah it is sex in the city ladies do it too but not really straight men don't really eat brunch but thank god it was sort of midday so i could kind of make it into a lunch but then they like like if you are given a fireman's calendar as a child and then you go to brunch you are going to become a gay man uh uh-huh jeb mimosa well Mm, good question. No, I, no, I eat like a regular. No, I, I, I um. So no, and then I found out where they the, the ladies of Leonard Street came and they they picked me up and they brought me to the brunch spot, which I guess Les had recommended. Mm-hmm. What's the name English of it? I guess the English Ivy. I told my billet the people I was staying with, people who I got the the, the festival set you up with housing, they, and I told them I was going to English Ivy, and they said, "Who are your friends?" Because that's a real <laughs> like LGBTQ. Um, I think those are all the letters. Uh, not to disrespect, I really was trying to remember all the letters. And they said, <laughs> and they said, because uh, that's a real LGBT. I gotta say it again. <laughs> uh, that's that, that kind of restaurant. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know why she was questioning that, but I was like, I don't know. I don't have, have a problem with that. I'm just gonna have brunch, you know. And um, at any point so, yeah, did the weekend, we ended- did you get glitter on your on you? No, I saw when we walked in. I saw two 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 men sitting at a table eating together. So I, I thought, uh oh, this is uh Because that that can only happen <laughs> at, at a uh, a queer establishment. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that that, that you know trouble. they were at a safe haven at that uh... <laughs> but I had a brunch but we, we I did have a I did have a breakfast type meal in the middle of the day which um was Many of our audiences now are questioning my uh, sexual identity, but no, that's all. That was that was that was, that was what happened. That was a very strange story. Oh, I'm I sure if that. you're listening to the podcast, you yeah. know about brunch. Uh-huh. <laughs> I yeah, you do. I don't. I don't like, experience brunch very often, but it's but that fun, was it. it. That was that was um, yeah. And the ladies of Leonard Street were, you know, it was nice to see them and. Yes. How did how was Indianapolis? It was great. I had a great experience there. I did my show. I'm doing a show in Philadelphia, so anybody is near Philadelphia, come see 
I know we do plugs at the end of the show, but I need to get people in. Um, come see behind every great Mariska Hargitay is a great Kurt Fitzpatrick. Just go to phillyfringe.com. I think it's .com. But I've seen it. It's good. All right. So, yeah, Indy was good. Saw a lot of great people. A lot, a lot of people. Remember, we, we have one friend who, like, he, would, he like, saw me on the street, and he started putting it on social media that he, that there, that he saw me. Kurt has a fan. And this fan, like, I, I, this fan would, like, talk about Kurt on Facebook. I knew where Kurt was the, every, uh, the whole time he was there. He was taking, he was, like, sneaking a picture of me. And I saw that he was doing this it. This is so like I just a Lifetime over. movie. Well, yeah. This is like the start yeah. of a Lifetime movie. He just keeps writing about me on social media. He's got a camera on me at all times. I ran into Kurt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I we kept running into him randomly. I'm, and, and yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. The funny is Jason, the guy, like when he would list like that he saw Kurt, he would list Kurt's resume and like things. <laughs> well, it was weird. It's like Kurt Fitzpatrick of Law and Order SVU is, is a scene here. And I'm like, what? So I didn't, he's a nice guy, but I didn't like, I, I didn't, you know, you have, to, you, have to, you have to like approve the post to get on your walls. Like, oh, people are going to be really confused if they see this. Kurt Fitzpatrick of Law and Order fame. I was like, uh, no, there's an extra on it. I, I have a couple fans there, a couple hardcore fans. Yeah, that was funny, though. I was like, well, Kurt, Kurt's at the beer tent. Because I just saw. That. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They got a shot in there. Yeah. Well, okay, it's Kurt there in the beer tent, and then cut to like shaky footage of Kurt at the beer tent from like you know the stalker in the bushes. Right. There right. was somebody else who sat down with me. This is this is kind of strange. This is kind of funny. So he was there like when I was I was doing a show there with my. Uh, partner at the time zan so we were doing a show there i guess it's 2015 whatever and uh so zan had seen a guy's show and the, the guy's show is called i'm not gay and she was interested in uh, she she has some interest in like maybe producing a, a show so she got like a dvd from him so he sat down next to me at this indie fringe at the beer tent he goes oh i, I don't know if you remember me but i had this uh, i met you know zan and he just goes i had the show and, and he says uh i'm not gay and I thought he was telling me he wasn't gay. <laughs> so I just, I didn't respond. I just didn't respond. I'm like, well, I was thinking, I was thinking, well, first of all, I kind of think you are, but. Um, <laughs> but second of all, why would I care? So I'm not even responding to that. And here he's, he was telling me the title of his show. <laughs> I hope these people don't listen to this. I don't. <laughs> it's a great story, like, I just speak freely on the podcast. That's what we're supposed we'll to do. That's yeah, a, that's come on, everybody! I love all you people. I loved indie. It was it was a great experience. That's funny. I'm not I'm not gay. Were you like, oh, okay? I, I'm not gay. We just he's, he's, I'm not gay. I, I just I just didn't I just didn't respond because I was a little bit like, why would I care? Right. But meanwhile, I'm like I'm like you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're. Oh, you're gonna fool me? <laughs> yeah, I think I don't think that was the case. But, oh, it's that's the title of your show. Oh, okay. I did That's the right thing. Funny. I just didn't respond to that. I just kept <laughs> kept talking about other things. <laughs> you know who That's probably funny. doesn't. Who else doesn't care that you uh, you're not gay, Kurt, or that the guy isn't who? gay? Angela White. Yes, Angela White. Oh, was trying to try. I was trying to give you a prompt, Les, to ask the question. <laughs> Oh, 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 Kurt, do you, Kurt, do you, Kurt, do you have any black China news? It's been so long. Uh, do doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. You're on. Okay, this is from hotnewhiphop.com. Well, Black China's mother may have angered the Bayhive. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yes, Tokyo Tony really spoke her mind about Beyonce. That, of course, is uh, Black China's mother. The mother of Black China <laughs> took to social media to speak her mind about the superstar. She got all this fucking money. She got y'all looking dumb. No, she look. She got y'all look looking fucking dumb. Who the fuck going to pay that money anyway for a bad man's bitch who use a fan all day? Stop the fan. Two things going to happen. 
The bitch going to turn into a jackal. She got to keep that fucking demon down. She keep that hair flowing, pounds, it's crazy as shit, round for round, costumes on. What the fuck she got on a fucking page? Costumes from early age? What the fuck she got that wild-ass voodoo shit? She continues for several more bars. Safe to say, people weren't feeling this. Girl, you better stop before the Bayhive get your motel room lights cut off. Oh, wow, that's... <laughs> Melissa Etheridge... <laughs> Wait, what about Melissa, Melissa Etheridge? No, 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 I'm sorry. Melissa Melissa Etienne uh, wrote on Instagram, if Beyonce invites her, trust me, <laughs> I would she'd go. love it if Melissa Etheridge were just scrolling through Instagram and she's like, oh, somebody needs to, to uh, stand up for Beyonce here. I'm getting and I'm the person today. for the job. Here's another person that said, if, if you mad, you can't afford tickets. Just say that, uh, concurred someone else. Uh, however, some people really didn't f- see the funny side of the freestyle. You got to have all your teeth placed and aligned in your mouth first before you can start talking about <laughs> nonsense. One fan shot back. I didn't really understand what she was saying. Do you guys understand what she was even talking about? That Is there some sort of reference I'm missing? In the song? No, the, the, oh. what, 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 what Tokyo Tony was talking about. Did that make any I sense? Understand. You did. Yeah, okay. I checked so out. Did. Yeah. I checked out because the lyrics were dumb. Yeah, you got to keep on. All right. So regardless of what Tokyo Tony has to say, Beyonce continues to make headlines across the country as she enters the final weeks of her Renaissance tour. Recently, comedian Lil Ray Howery shared that Beyonce had helped her, helped him <laughs> to propose to his girlfriend at one of her shows. Lil Ray had gone to the bathroom when the proposal, proposal song, Love on Top, started playing. However, he got lost on the way back to a seat uh, to find a slightly annoyed Beyonce who had been stalling the song. So that Lil Ray... <laughs> All right, so that's what's going on. So, yeah, Tokyo Tony's been tearing apart Beyonce, but it has not affected Beyonce's career. She's still doing well. How do we know? There's a lot to – Oh, well, we just heard that Little Ray um, – was it? A little, I think it's uh, Lil Rel Howery. Lil Rel Howery. Yeah. Lil, Lil Rel Howery is involved in this. and Yeah, so um, – But I, I just – I, I think maybe what if we're in the world where – Tokyo Tony's words have enough impact where as, as successful as Beyonce is, she would have been even more wildly successful without this moment. Right. Yeah. Like Matrix. Rules. Well, once again, it's, you know, once again, so it's first promotion. of all, these people, they're, you know, yes. So first of all, I do, you know, I, you know, I, China, Angela white. Yes. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm entertained by Tokyo Tony, but I do not appreciate her talking about Beyonce Giselle Knowles that way, because you don't, you, it is true, you do not mess with the beehive. So okay, All right. So the first thing I have to say, every single one of those movies that I made you guys watch that you hated, you got your revenge this week. Yep. I would like to publicly say that I wasn't really on board with watching the entirety of this Don Johnson promotional movie. Uh, but here we are. I actually, well, but I enjoyed it for how nuts it was. Okay. This is, this is the real black Don. <laughs> this is the. <laughs> it, so, 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 oh, go ahead. Let's. Oh, no, I was just going to say, this is, so you, you know how, Kurt, we've talked over the years about what happens when people are, when people get dickmatized? Uh, yes. This was an example of some executive getting dickmatized by Don Johnson saying that I have an idea. I want to do a series uh, surrounding my album. And a video series. I think the 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 idea starts even before that. So for context, we haven't even really talked about what we're watching. Don Johnson in the mid '80s, like at the, the height of Miami Vice, uh, had a record deal, and so he released an album called Heartbeat. And the first single from it was even a top five hit. Uh, but my, my theory is, yeah. is that because Don Johnson was white hot, he was coming off the second season of Miami Vice, I think in negotiations for thir- the third, and he was asking for more money. So he was looking for a payday on the way out. Meanwhile, 
Uh-huh. The record labels, because this is 1986, I believe, the record labels yeah. have seen the power of the music video. They know that, oh, it's much more about image now than it is about actually having talent. So here's this guy, this big movie star-ready guy on Miami Vice, who like that's a young, hip show. Let's give him a record deal. Doesn't matter if he can sing. And we'll just shoot really good videos with, with him in him. So I think the idea was let's Don Johnson is is perfectly made for the music video era. Now if the well, videos were good, it would have been fine. But these videos were not good. Well, also putting in context is that Miami Vice was like it wasn't just a like a hip show. This was like a wildly successful mm-hmm. show yes. at the time. And a lot oh, of yeah. this and part of the identity of Miami Vice was the music. Mm-hmm. Well, the show, so, when it was pitched to NBC, it was a two-word pitch from Brandon uh, to Brandon Tartikoff. My, uh, MTV no, Cops. Uh, MTV Cops. MTV was, yeah. like, so big, they wanted something that was younger, hipper, edgier. Uh, like, MTV, the thing they really ushered in that still exists in TV today are the very quick cuts, even in just narrative TV shows. The editing is much, yeah. much, much tighter. That's because of MTV. So now they have show that sort of born out of MTV and they've got this guy, let's put him on MTV. I'd also like to put in context for some, some of the younger people might not understand how popular Miami vice was. So I went to high school from 1986 and 1990. And so I went to Catholic school, but it was a dress code and people would basically, the boys would alter their wardrobe. So it would look like Miami Okay. Vice. They would wear like the pink pants and the pastel colors, I guess they're called, yeah. you know, so that this is how influential the show was, you know, the white shoes, right. there's white sort of alligator shoes and things like that. Friday nights. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, this, this, this video, it was no, it was no Michael Jackson's thriller, put it that way. No. No, but no, it, it, it like it wasn't in that uh, in that it it wasn't good. Uh, it was in that it was this vi- you know longer form video that had more like acting in it. It had like some people that were kind of names back then in it, but also a bunch of people that are names now, including. Yeah, no, I don't know who, I'm oh, not you, sure who you're talking about. So I know one. Which one do you know? Well, I would have recognized. I'm. Well, this is 1986. Well, I, I, I obviously Giancarlo Esposito had a big role in it, and he's more. He's he's much more well known. Yeah, now. I mean, he's probably early 20s here. Yeah, yeah. He plays a gang member um, in this, but then goes on to become. Were some Gus. of the kids? Were were some of the kids people who? No, who no, no. Well, so that you know who the photographer, the other photographer was that was with him, the younger, like, or the guy, like that was like kind of balding. Well, I saw Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer, yeah, because he didn't work yeah. on the music; he's just in the video. Uh, yeah, Giancarlo he's, he's Esposito, as you said. Uh, David Carradine is in this. Apparently, I missed him. Yeah, Louis uh, Guzman. I love Louis Guzman. Yeah, he's yeah, in this. Uh, yeah, Laurie Singer. Who was big at the time yeah. from yes, Footloose? I her. We had uh, Moon and uh, Dweezil Zappa and Willie Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> Willie Nelson cameos in everything. Crazy. He, he, he yeah. just cameoed in Dolly Dolly Parton's uh, holiday movie, whatever. He's he's a, he's he's always cameoing. Well, this one he wasn't cameoing. He's doing a duet with John that was written by Bob oh. Seger. Oh, true story. Well. None of these songs were. And, and then Kurt, I, so Kurt, you thought that you thought that Whoopi Goldberg was in these videos. No, Whoopi Goldberg was in Don Johnson's Rivals videos, the Bruce Willis videos, because he had videos too. Oh, that's oh. right. She was in his. Uh, I think Respect Yourself, wasn't it? Yeah, no. well, because because Whoopi Goldberg had like guested. Uh, I guess she and Bruce Willis were friends, or see it. She either she's either friends with. I think she was friends with both Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd because she was on okay. Moonlighting. Oh, she and was, that's right. His, yeah, Bruce Willis's video, she was on his video. 
Now Bruce had yeah Bruce couldn't sing either, but his I, I liked his album. I he had, had more album. swagger. Like Bruno. he at least had fun. business trying to sing. Don didn't have yeah, business trying boardwalk. to sing. Bruce did under the boardwalk and like respect yourself. He did songs that were fun songs. Bruce is a guy that like if he showed up and yeah. did like were you know weren't famous but showed up and did karaoke, people would still really enjoy it because he'd get the crowd yeah. going. And he'd be fun, and he'd like be, you know, he'd be funny and fun, and it would be a good time. Yeah, but I don't, and I think he did used to do that just for fun. But I don't know what on Johnson. Like I don't know. I, I know we're watching it sort of out of the out of the era now, and you could really take a look at it and say, what What was he doing? Like what? what he, this, was he, he was being hot. He was being hot to music. He was Seriously, hot. not like one hundred percent. That's it. Okay. They they wanted hot Don Johnson. And music, so they could yeah. put it on MTV yeah. and sell albums. All right, because he was being hot. I think they did sell a few. I think went gold or something. So that's like a that's like a happy well, the one yeah. song. Yeah, the one song probably you know went gold for sure. It's bad. And, then, and then he went on to do a duet with Barbara Streisand. He did, which is also not good. No. Well, I remember at the time, because this was like the 90s, right? I remember at the the time reading reading in the National Enquirer how this one DJ loved Barbara Streisand but hated Don Johnson. So he did a mix where he cut out all the Don Johnson parts (laughs) and just played the Barbara Streisand parts. Yeah. I just but, think about uh, all of the cocaine that went into the creation of this project. Oh, uh, like there was a lot of cocaine and pot too. But I think mostly cocaine. I think yeah. When you're ready, because the these songs were just banal. They just went on and on and on. Nothing really happens. They like they literally made an hour long promotional video. <laughs> They did watching this sort of like you know forget Beyonce's Lemonade before that it was Don Johnson's oh. heartbeat. Yeah. Well, watching this reminded me of I've had I had to watch like these module training videos. Oh yeah, for yeah, work. yeah, yeah. And it reminded me of that. I was like, kept checking how much more is left. And oh, we got, and then we go to the next one. Uh. At least we didn't. At least we didn't have to take <laughs> the quiz just... to make sure we can move along. Exactly. You can take the quiz. See if I could move on to the next the next hit. Because it was like a bunch of YouTube videos, one blended into the yeah. next. Right. Well, I, and there were parts. I watched this when it was on. Oh, it was I, I watched it too. <laughs> my I poor grandmother. It. I remember sitting with my grandmother watching it, but she must have, mine must have been blown. <laughs> so, so my question is, so like, so the one, because there were several holidays, but yeah, the one... I didn't understand like the supermodel that then covered her face with a scarf. I never understood what her deal was, like why she was there. I didn't understand why any of them were there. I think it was just to show like what a ladies man Don Johnson was. And these were like all the different ladies in his life. Well, the one like, cause remember the one woman in the yellow who, who like threw her drink on a car full of, angry people don't do that no. and then they chased her to go and beat her up i kind of got it was, what she was there it was like a hooker west side story yeah um oh. i'm sorry a sex worker west side story okay yeah. um <laughs> how are we going to cover this thing how are we going to like discuss I, we are discussing. I guess i guess we're already doing it this might be, this might be it. <laughs> now that's the version steven spielberg should have done Yes, he should have made a remake of this. Well, this definitely is a very interesting piece of pop culture. We're certainly not yes. violating any SAG after rules. No yeah. one's yeah. promoting this. No. This thing hasn't been well, seen Well, considering years. That, um, that this was posted all by the same person on YouTube, but all as individual tracks, and of that, they only YouTube has only removed one of those 12 songs or whatever it is. So even even the record label is like, oh, you can, it's fine. Right. Yeah. Like you can have the rest. Yeah, I think the right. only one they deleted was the actual heartbeat song, right? Because we didn't actually hear the heartbeat no, song. No, I like found that. that you can one. find it elsewhere. I, I got that. You can one. find it elsewhere. I went to a separate video and watched it. 
Yeah, we had to go elsewhere. It's four minutes long. I'm looking for a heart. That's because not, that wasn't even his original song. It was Helen Reddy. Yeah. Wait, what? Yes. Helen Reddy yeah, sang he, that song? Yeah. But he apparently had the biggest hit of it. It's not a good song. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm not a musical aficionado, but I, I don't. I know I'm kicking a horse when it's down, but it's been down for a while. So No, it's been down for a while. <laughs> I'm talking That's, about the, the, that the horse music. has been down for 40 years. You can yeah. kick it. <laughs> people also don't remember Dweezil Zappa is involved in this and Dweezil Zappa was like he was a big star for a stretch of time and then he was yeah. and then he's almost he's almost in obscurity like the only people who know Dweezil these days are like Zappa fans because he goes out and he performs like the Zappa music yeah. but but Dweezil was on MTV when MTV was all the rage and so people of a certain age group they all knew who Dweezil it was, was Dweezil and Moon were on there because I remember Moon from MTV. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she was on as much, but yeah. But they, uh, but yeah, that's what's happening there. So he uh, was on this. He was probably hot at this at the time. He was on this. I think he was he was a hot uh, hot name. So okay. So here's my question. So then, was Don a journalist or was he a director? Um, he was directing a, a model shoot, a modeling shoot. I've, in I've, I think combination. I think he's a photojournalist. Who's who's directing a modeling shoot? Well, I think like, you know, in his days in the war, uh, that's when he was doing journalism. Uh, but then like he gets out of that and then he has these other aspects of his life, these other parts of his life. The other women in his uh, life. But then he goes, but then he goes undercover to like a, a he goes undercover in South America. Was that where the craps game was with the guy in the fedora? Yeah, and he hides because he's in South America. I was Carradine. I think he was what? And then he hides. Oh, was that was that was Carradine? Okay. He was the older guy. He hides in a van with those kids that were like nurses. They were yeah. kids. Okay, that's where it starts. Yeah, and then why is he? He's in a jungle. So this is yeah. this is his it's past life. Yeah. And he's like a photojournalist, and he's doing that. And he sees that woman. Like, he just stops, and he sees this beautiful woman. And she's like, she's frozen. It's like the, um, I think it's Narnia. Isn't Narnia where the things that people just get, to, they, they turn to stone? Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> she turns to stone when she sees Don Johnson. But then, but then, and I think part of it, because she's so hot, and she's such a supermodel, that he's wondering, how in the hell, like, what are you doing in this war zone? You are too hot to be here. Well, and she's probably thinking the same about him. Because like, he was hot. Yeah, he was absolutely. hot. You're like, let's get out of here. It's got to be a better place for us. And then they're, and then they explode in this video series. Loved machine guns and explosions. Oh, yeah. Because it was essentially, like, low-key an episode of Miami Vice in some ways. Right. Just in terms well, the of the look, of the look of it, in terms of the all the actiony kind of stuff they try to put in there, but also trying to make to, uh, John, uh, Don a romantic lead at the same time. But then yeah, he's but... hanging out with 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 the sharks. With I was calling them the sharks, uh, like oh. Giancarlo, the gang. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, like say... you know. The director of this did direct episodes of Miami Vice. Yeah. He was somebody who had worked okay. on Miami Vice. He probably lost a lot of money in a craps game with Don Johnson. And Don's like, hey, right. you, you don't have to pay me back. Just direct this thing. And so then they, here we are. So oh, did, you, right. did you figure out why the gang was so angry at him? Because I know they were angry at the woman who threw her, her 7-Eleven drink on them. But the then that dress, was... Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to feel sorry for her, but I'm like, you threw your 7-Eleven drink in a car full of people. You can't, you can't wonder why they're chasing you down in an alley now. Smokey, the bitch. You do your drink Chase on her down. Don't litter. And and then they were gonna beat her up, but then Don went to help her, and then he got beat up. They yeah. went to beat Don up. And then, then her brother, who was, I guess, Giancarlo Esposito was her brother, right? Was it? Yeah. 
But he was he was like a gang member because he's gang member number one. He's the main gang member that you see all throughout the video. Right. Who then had the family? Who had the family? Because then he had the yeah. They're kid. all sitting around. Yeah, they're all sitting around eating. I think we're at that point. Yeah, at this point we actually see Don singing. Before yeah. that, we don't really see him. He's running around the jungles. Now he's actually there's actually uh, scenes of him. Because like for the first yeah. two videos, he didn't sing, right? No, this I think it's called "Can't Take Your Memory." That seems to be the song. Oh, this is where we see Lori Singer too. Yeah, holding yes. a child. I guess it's his yeah. his. Uh, child well it's also like they're they they they, you know have these different sets of the different videos but there's unifying elements which we're starting to see like this sort of not quite like we don't know if he died in that first scene in the first uh, video so second video is sort of like a different version of him maybe a different point in time and they have in between all of them they'd have him in this like white floored like light up floor room Almost like he's in not quite heaven, not quite hell yet. Like the in-between. But he was laid up, but he was laid up. He's what? So, and then Lori Singer was very angry. Because yeah. she started out happy, and then she got very angry. You don't blame her. Well, she's like, what am I in? And then she threw she threw dishes at him. Yeah. But then she doesn't mind. She's throwing stuff at him, and then she's kind of like laughing it off. So who right, was, Singer, was she Supergirl or was that somebody else? Was no, Helen Slater? that was Helen Slater. Helen Slater. Using Helen Slater. You know Helen Slater? I do know from Helen. the Legend yes. of Billie Jean. Yes, I yes. Why I is she Helen. not on this podcast, Les? I could have a conversation. I know you know the funny thing is I never even thought about it, but I could have a conversation for sure. Well, it's a we confuse you with Laurie Singer the other day. Let's have, let's do that thing they used to do in like radio As a matter shows. of fact, I will okay. probably be seeing her because she will probably, she will probably be coming to my show. So I will have a conversation. Uh, no, let's get Lori Singer on too. We'll do like this thing and then we'll have a podcast and then all of us will like, we'll just leave and then Lori Singer and Helen Slater will have to awkwardly talk to each other. Oh, that's funny. I've, I've done that in the radio. I, yeah. I, when I used to work overnights, what would happen a lot is like hardly anyone would call overnights. If you wanted phone calls to put on there, you didn't have them. Every now and then you get like a kid that would call and they just keep calling and and like prank calling. And so it would get to the point where I would just pick up the line and the next phone that would ring, I would connect him and just like let him go. And they'd both be confused. It's like, what, what? No, I, I didn't. I, you could. What, you didn't call me. I called you. <laughs> oh, so, so okay. So, so my next question is, so he. Yes. Well, no, because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, this is how. Well, now we see a stripper. Um, Shelly Duvall um, is a stripper in this. What? And what? She's she plays a stripper. I I legit missed that. Is that for real? No, it's a woman who looks a little bit like her. Oh, yeah. There were a lot. There were a lot of strippers yeah, in these videos. Yes, strippers, was, hookers. Yeah. There, well, there's a scene with with like you know dancers that you know, but they're pretty scantily clad, uh, and and like young boys there, and it reminded me very much of the Madonna video for "Open Your Heart." Yes, but because. Open Your Heart came out around the same time as this, so I don't think. But one Don of the, what the dancers, one of the dancers looked like Madonna in Open Your Heart, for sure. Yeah, but I think this came out first. Oh um, yeah, Madonna copied <gasps> copied. So Madonna, copied maybe like the whole show maybe Madonna is like watching that with her people. She's like, we must recreate this for my video. Well, no, because the one part, the, the one the part with the peep, where it said peep show for 25 cents, yeah. it did look like the part where it goes yeah. ding, 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 like the beginning. Mm. Yeah, like- <laughs> That's not cool, Madonna, because you know people aren't going to be watching this Don Johnson video. You're going to get all the credit. Well, exactly. That was smart. Smart. Yeah. Just like Don Johnson was <laughs> laying in that. wait so he could eventually record that Helen Reddy song that didn't, that didn't chart That's before true. now. Everybody's so then- chart your ass. <laughs> 
So then it turns out, so he one of the videos, his mom was a stripper, or a stripper, right? Oh my god, I miss that. One of the videos was about his mom. It was. Yeah, the one, the one, and it was like just a woman, and she had like a sparkly headband, and she, but she looked like she was a stripper, and she was like a a modern dance. And there was a little boy. Oh, the boy with the box mother. and the knife in the box. Okay, I I, yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that was his mom. Because I, I thought he was having a flashback no. and that was his mom. So maybe it's a flashback and it's showing like what a like fucked up life he had and that's why he is the way he is. Because then the next video they were He's playing the little kids were playing spin the bottle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, the, you know the, dan- the dancer video? That's the duet with Willie Nelson. Oh yeah! I oh, yeah. That, see, I thought that was his mother. Symbolic. No, that's Star Tonight. Star Tonight. Star Tonight. That's where the Shelley Duvall, uh, the young Shelley yeah, Duvall. I thought that was his mom. Oh, I, you thought that was his mom? I'm Maybe. still stuck on the. It's a duet with Willie Nelson, and it was written by Bob Seger. And is it good? Well, that means that's it's actually pretty decent. Know. Yeah. Of okay, the songs, this was a good song. I'll, I'll take another listen. That's when you know you have dickmatizing. Unless you have okay, something Bob, over the microphone of your device there. Oh. That's when you know you have dickmatizing money, though, when you're like, hey, Bob, whip me up a song. Willie, come do this duet with me. Yeah, but he's not getting, No, I think this is the record label head. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the, this happen? I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, this is the, the record label head, and this is the piles and piles and piles of cocaine. Do you think something Willie, like this? Willie, of course, is dumb. Do you think this vanity project is also kind of a sign of sign of the times? Like you couldn't. I was thinking about this. Like an actor, there really aren't. I don't know. There aren't shows as hot as there, there aren't shows that are as big as there are shows years ago, just because of the because of the glut of work out there. But I don't think there could be. And if an actor put on an album today, I don't think I don't think people would care. I don't think it would get this kind of. It would, I think it would depend on who. Yeah, it Actually. would depend on who. Well, let's say, let's say Chris Helmsworth puts out an album. Would anybody care? Maybe here. I bet had. if I bet. Let's think of someone else. I bet if like who. Uh, um, um. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson decides he's going to sing. Well, that actually people that that would probably would be a story. That would probably be funny if he like rapped. Yeah, and he kind of did let's on the say, show anyway. Let's say, oh, all right, so maybe that's that's a bad example. Like a star, like Timothy Chalamet or something. Yeah, okay, like the, yeah, he could put to, out like yeah. a record, and people would be like, "Huh, that would work. That would probably work." I'm thinking yeah. about somebody because this Don Johnson doesn't really work. No, but on so paper, somebody... th- think think about it, Kurt. 1986. Yeah. The way Don Johnson looks, the show he is associated with, it's the height. Of music videos being at the, every the the biggest promotional tool ever for music ever, and if you're a record label exec, you're looking at Don Johnson thinking that is money in the bank. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I, I bet if they had the right video and the right song, I, I bet that video could have been something. Bigger. Eddie I, Murphy. Eddie Murphy did it right. Party all the time. Party yeah. all the time. I, st- I still love that song. Another song I believe was likely generated on a lot of cocaine. Oh. My girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Not Eddie though. Party Eddie wasn't doing that. That was a good song though. Well, Rick James. Rick James had something to do with that, so I'm sure there was. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She likes exactly. to party all the time. Because that's right, Rick James. Rick James did like a cameo. She wants to party. Rick James produced the song. Oh, he wrote the song. Yeah, he wrote and produced yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he wrote it. Yeah. Uh, um. Um. But yeah, this this heartbeat. Where yeah. Where are we at with this this heartbeat? Where are we where are we are in the storyline? My note because my note stopped making sense. Well, now we're on the the last sound love makes. This is oh. the one, it's like uh, they're in that almost heaven area, and there's like a, a car, it's like a convertible, and all these dancers kind of get out, and they're circling Don, and then, uh, yes. then 
they after they circle him, they go back to the car, and so like the way the floor is lit, the edge of the car only goes from like one part to one part, but there's like all this empty space that isn't lit where the car isn't, and rather than just go around the car on that black empty space, the dancers then jump through the car to get the other side of it. <laughs> I just I took note of it because it was such a it was such weird blocking. Yeah, it'd be like if you saw. If you needed to get across the room and you saw a quarter on the floor that you weren't going to bother to pick up, it'd be like you uh, bending down, moving the quarter around, but not picking it up and then moving along versus just going around the quarter. Okay. I'm floored by these details. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went on this for a while incredible. about that. This is incredible. <laughs> oh, and then this is the one this where... This is where we get to see Louise I, I love Louise Guzman. He pops up here. Um, because they all started to look the same to me. Yeah. Which one was the one where they threw the Molotov cocktail in his house? Oh, no. Um, I know Giancarlo gets shot at the yes, point. Yes, and there's that. a whole funeral. He dies, Giancarlo. Yeah, there's, there's a funeral for him. Well, yeah. first, this is where we get the... the um, there's for some like you know how they would go like the the slower songs were all done in like soft focus like they just put a bunch of Vaseline on the lens this is another one of those but now some of the flashbacks are in soft focus so you've got that um David Carradine looking like the Gordon's Fisherman in soft focus staring uh and then they're at Gus Fring's funeral yes he wasn't Gus Fring and he was then bugging out yeah from do the right thing. Actually, I don't even think that was out yet. No, it wasn't. It was nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. It was out. Yeah. So these videos started a lot of careers. In this video, yeah, yeah, um, sort of. Yeah, it's it sparked off. It sparked off careers. What? Where is Lori Singer these days? Because this is at the height of her powers. I don't know. We she should get powers. her on the show. See if Helen Slater knows Lori Singer. I will ask. I seriously will. Yeah. So she's gonna come to your show and you're gonna like see her, she's gonna like visit you backstage. I'm friends with her husband. Okay, so she's gonna go backstage and you're gonna say, Hey, do you know Lori Singer? <laughs> That'd be the first <laughs> thing you say to your friend Helen Slater. We're we're trying to get her on our show. <laughs> I could probably just go up and ask her. <laughs> and she'd tell me. I don't want I don't yeah, her husband is a, her husband I know her through her husband. Slater probably knows a whole bunch of famous people. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but she's famous. I'm sure. We'll have fair her. is fair. That's yeah. what Billy Jean said. I know, I like that. Fair is fair. Uh, is fair. I like that. She was in City Slickers also. Yes. Oh, I forgot Super about that. Girl. Hmm? I forgot about that. Yeah. Supergirl with Miss Faye Dunaway. Wait, who is Tank Girl? Who's in that movie? That's Lori Petty. That was Lori Petty. Who is also Lori in League of Their Own. Petty. Lori Petty. All right. Okay. Yes, whole That's different... Great. Whole different... Different genre. Okay, okay. I'm I'm straight on everything. Um. So, so we're at the funeral. This time we get to see Don Johnson singing some more. Uh-huh. Well, he was singing in always. Yeah, but now you see him singing. And now there's a song called "Gotta Get Away." Oh, this is where so Don Johnson kind of comes out of himself. <laughs> He steps out. Yeah, of it's body. like him sitting next to himself, like he, like he's laying in the bed dead, but then like his ghost, I guess, or his soul, like just goes and sits on the edge of this little hospital no. cot. He's yeah. so handsome. He he gets out of himself so he gets stared himself. Well, the, the, again, all yeah. the coke told them, hey, if one John, Don Johnson is this amazing for us, how about two? True. And I, and I got to tell you, I'm not mad at two Don Johnsons looking at him. Yeah. Um, Can you feel your heartbeat? Heartbeat! 
Yes. Um, okay. is, this, is this where they were having the Thanksgiving dinner or whatever? It what looked happened? like. They, well, this is. Oh yeah, this yeah. is the. This song "Lost in Your Eyes" is written by Tom Petty. Uh, okay. Wow. No. And this is the one with Don Johnson and old person makeup. And with white hair. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like the colonel. Yeah, he did look like the colonel. <laughs> you know, they he have different celebrities do that. Like, they change the colonel every couple of years. Don Johnson should be the colonel. You can make him, like, a sexy colonel. I loved it colonel. when Reba McIntyre was the colonel. Like, a sexy daddy colonel. Now that he is I... older, he doesn't look like that. So, he doesn't look Don like Johnson he thought he was going to still does hold up. I got to tell you. Yeah. Les, you got your thing covered he again. He still looks good. Les, can you put your mic out again? You're, I don't know what you're doing there, but you keep oh. muting yourself or, like, muffling. He still, oh, no he, still, he still looks good, Don Johnson. There's a there's a weird scene where they're all, they're, they're like, outside now at a picnic, and they got everybody together who's in the video. Everybody. Uh, Paul Schaefer gets really excited. He sees an apple. Yes. Oh, I, I noticed that, too. Yeah, this is why this is why right. Paul Schaefer didn't get a lot of like you know side acting roles. He was doing weird things. It's, was Paul was Schaefer busy. the Eve of Adam and Eve in this scenario? <laughs> was that yeah, what that was, was supposed to represent? Typical references, yeah. And and they did a lot of cheersing in this video too around the table. Yeah, it looked what was like that? it oh, cheers. looked yeah. like the first Thanksgiving. But if it were filmed like a Rianiti commercial, yes. And all you the mean like with kids. pilgrims? Yeah, like they you like these like, are the pilgrims, but it's the eighties, and they're actually just young upscale professionals with big hair and a lot of side ponytails. Yeah. Paul Schaefer came over in the Mayflower. Yeah, there were there were a lot of side, a lot of melon. They were passing around watermelon at one point, mm-hmm. drinking wine. Yeah. Yeah. It looked probably. kind of fun, actually. I, I I I felt like I would have enjoyed myself there. Well, they had food. Yeah. I feel like I I feel like I wouldn't be judged. <laughs> they do you think they they they'd approve of you eating cake? I just I just think I could feel comfortable with that group of people. Like I think I could just sit there and kind of even like be be quiet and just be myself and you know, I don't think those people would uh have any problem with it. What would you talk hey, about? Hey, you want some cake? Like they could be cake and watermelon. What was that, Jason? Oh, uh, I forget what I asked though. Okay, that was yeah. Oh, I said what would you talk with them about? Like what what would be a conversation with you, Don Johnson said- and Luis Guzman? I just said I'd be quiet. I could sit there quietly, well, I, and I think they'd I, be okay with I want with conversation. That. Yeah. Otherwise, why have a why you know a come to a new country with friends to colonize <laughs> like, it? Like I don't know. See, this is what I'm talking like, about. This is what the conversation I don't want to be having at the table. I just want to sit there and relax and <laughs> chill out and not have these expectations on me. <laughs> like, would you be like Don? Do you like cake? <laughs> they're not, but they're not the real people. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that the characters in the show. I'm sitting with Don Johnson and Louise Guzman. I'm going to be stressed out. <laughs> so would you be like, hey, the girl with the, the ponytail, cake Look, with the side pony? If you're, wait, so you would be stressed out by sitting with Don Johnson and Louise Guzman. But the, the, the character, but the characters here that aren't going to stress you out are a bunch of gang members. Right. And, but they were, they were, it was their day off. They were chilling out, <laughs> eating apples. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just felt like clock it out for like the day, a, guys. It just I'm done like gang banging space. for today. Right. It just looked like a safe space that I could, you know. Would could, you be like, yeah. Paul? Can you get me some Letterman tickets? They're not. It's not Paul. It's a. He's a character. What's he's playing. It? He's a photographer. You're you're, you're, you're you're bleeding. You're you're bleeding reality, fiction and nonfiction here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, would you be like, like Paul? Do you know Black China? Here we go again. I right, forget it. I got to move on. I bet Black China yeah, would hang out with good. them. No, I think she, John Johnson, would piss her off, and she throw shit in his face. Yeah, if they're the real people, <laughs> it's not gonna go well. So, so then he wakes up and he's back in the war zone for heartbeat. The video. Looking right? for a heartbeat. Looking for. So, <laughs> that was an attempt. 
So the final video, didn't you think it was kind of anticlimactic after looking at the whole thing? I'm wondering if what happened here is they spent a lot of money on the first single for Heartbeat for the video. And they had all this extra footage. They probably, you know, did a bunch of different setups that day. And maybe they're like, oh, we can, like, stretch this whole thing out. No, they did. They did. Oh, they stretched it. Like, the, the, do- the heartbeat video thing. felt very European. Or very very it European, really like, well, weird, name- weird, uh, Japanese game show. The guy's first name was Ingo. So that's, like, a European first name. Oh, the director? Right? No. Yeah. The director's name was Ingo. Somebody's Same name was Ingo that had something to do with doing it or producing it or something. The, guys, the, the director was John Nicolelli. Okay. He's since passed away, but he had a film career. Did uh-huh. you recognize – so in the, in the Heartbeat video, you see uh, Dweezil and Moon. Uh, did yes. you recognize the sax player, Kurt? I didn't. That was Lenny Pickett. Think- who is the band? Who, who's Lenny Pickett? Lenny Pickett was the band leader on SNL for many years. Oh. So actually, this video had two of SNL's band leaders in it. Because Paul Schaefer was the band leader when it launched. Wait, what was, was it, Lenny Pickett on it? What, what era? When, when, um, uh, I f- uh, he might actually still be on it now. Now, wasn't this during the time where every music video had an obligatory saxophone solo? Well, every 80s, every 80s pop song, I always say, had either a sax solo or an unnecessary key change, which is why I think Whitney Houston's How Will I Know is a perfect pop song, because it has both. Oh. I do find Dweezil to be a, a good guitar player. Yeah. He is good. And, then, and then in the 80s videos, it was a thing, too, to have the sax solo like by a cameo appearance by somebody who would be like you know like Danny DeVito yeah. in the Jewel of the Nile video. There oh, were yeah. that was a thing. Like let's <laughs> we're not gonna let the actual sax player be in the video, so we're gonna get a more famous person to play you. Right. It was sort of right. like you know how Martha Wash got like cut out of or like wasn't credited with a lot of the vocals she provided until years later. But was really like, like the, the voice you hear in CCZ Music Factory, and yeah, <laughs> and, and her big early hit, "It's Raining Men," was written by Ooh, Paul Schaefer. Yep. Paul Schaefer, exactly. I like. I always like. This is one of my favorite things about SNL is that those because we're talking about the musicians that whenever like the you know the, the host comes out, those musicians you could see them in the back and they mm-hmm. always laugh. Yeah. They always laugh at all the jokes. I uh, yeah. I was at a show, God, this is probably like five, six years ago now, uh, and the the uh, manager that I, I was friends with that invited me to the show, his friend was there, and his friend was just then joining the band on SNL, and then I would see him in the background every week. He's not oh, there wow. anymore, I don't think. Oh, that's so, so cool. That's like, gotta he's got to go. He's got he's got a, a job at some little show called SNL. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I don't know how we. I don't know where we could go with this video. I think we. I think that's about it. All. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's anything else to say. I, and you know what bums me out? It bums me out that R. Kelly is such a disgusting human being. Because I would have loved to have segued from this to the trapped in the closet series, yeah. but we can't. Yeah. Because we can't. T- I can't. I I refuse to you know talk about. I I, I like legitimately as as we were I was a couple of videos in I I thought somebody could do a multi part podcast and just do each episode is on each segment because it, it this it's so long and unnecessary yeah. and there's so much weird shit that they just threw in there. Yeah, I was like, yeah. wait, there's more, and I was just like. So wait, he so now like he's playing spin the bottle and his mom and yeah. you know it's so doing dance moves. This must have been explored in some other podcast. I can't imagine where the the first people to hit on this 
I don't That's know. I bet we were. If we are, this is going to be a highly rated episode. Those <laughs> well, listen, listeners. Australia people are going to be excited. <laughs> listeners, if you know otherwise, let us know. But I, I doubt I doubt that other people, you know, I doubt that that the Don Johnson video series is a oh is a talked about thing. When you get into minutia, you'd be surprised who comes out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And this was back when he was like at the top of his game. He was with Melanie. He and Melanie Griffiths were like a power couple. Were no, were they together at this point? Because remember, they so. they were. Oh, yeah. I think they had broken up by right. now. Because yeah, I think during his sort of peak as an actor, they had already been like divorced, yeah, and they're, then they got twice. remarried years later. They, weren't they a couple? And then they broke up, and then they got back together. Yes, but I yes, think during twice. I think actually during both of their acting peaks, they were apart. If I'm not mistaken, here's here's Don Johnson's Wikipedia. It, it lists his spouses. Right, first is unknown spouse. Married 1968 and old 1968. Then there's another unknown spouse. Married 1973 and old 1973. Then we go into Melanie Griffith. 1976 to 1976. Oh, boy. And then 1989 to 1996. Oh, damn good run. And now he's married again. He's been married to Kelly Flager since 1999. How old is she? I don't know. I can't even click on her. I guess she's not famous. Except that she's married to... Don Johnson. Hey, as a senior, Don Johnson in high school, high school senior, as a high school senior, he played the lead role of Tony in West Side Story. So he had some musical theater experience. But it was a high school musical. Yes, that's correct. You don't necessarily have to sing <laughs> to be in a high school musical. You got you to try out. There's tryouts. <laughs> Sang in mine. <laughs> oh, well, who are you? <laughs> I wasn't in West Side Story. We did a Godspell when I was a senior. Um, and I was kind of a shy kid. I, I was kind of a shy kid. I was a shy kid. So they were like shocked. People were shocked that I was in the school play. What were they really like? Curse in the musical? Yeah, they were. They were. They were. They were mortified. But they enjoyed my performance. That's kind of how things. My performances are received now. They're mortified, but they enjoy it. So it all works out. <laughs> I love that. They're mortified, but they had a good time. <laughs> yes, yes. People leave with a smile on their face. So it's all good. That's funny. Well, well. If, if you want to find me, you can find me at my website, letsgorkadollbarrett.com. Jason. Oh, I was muted there because I was coughing. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us five stars. It helps more people find us and find the weird, strange pop culture roads we like to go down. Uh, You can find all of us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Oh, so KurtFitzpatrick.com. It's Kurt with a K. And I am doing a show in Philly Fringe. Philly Fringe in September in like oh I don't have the dates on me but it's like it's the, the in the in, in the 20s it's 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 two something September That's... 2023 <laughs> it's like 23rd 23rd 28th something like that it's two Saturdays and a Thursday so come to my look up Philly Fringe and just look up beyond behind every behind every great Mariska Hargitay is a great Kurt Fitzpatrick so I'm gonna sell tickets to this entertaining hey. show Yes, I've seen it. It's good. It's Less it's worth it. a, it's worth a gander. Yeah, come see. It's pay as you can. It's it's list is twenty five bucks. So it's pay as you can. Just pay five bucks and come see it. Um, and if you're in, in, in the Los Angeles area, you can see me uh, do my show, uh, the uh, the Real Black Swan, Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen, at the Gay and Lesbian Center. And you can find out more at Celebration Celebration Theater. Org. Also, you know what I've noticed, you guys? What's that? We have had an influx of Facebook people joining our Facebook group. Oh. So oh. welcome. welcome. Welcome and keep keep joining. Thanks, real I've people or perhaps way. bots. Pardon? I said thanks, real people or perhaps bots. Or, 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 we'll yeah, take it either way. Well, 
Grow that's true. You know, too. A, a join is a join. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> true. Well, ser- anyway. seriously, I I saw Les's show last night. It genuinely is super fantastic. You were fantastic in it. I'm so proud of you. And the audience loved it. It was really, really good. Thank you. I appreciate that. And everybody, yeah. everybody talked to Andy. Everybody, everybody is like very proud of Les. They're like, oh, Les is doing so great. He's doing so well. So he's like, they're all, so they're all really excited. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> you got to go do press. Week. You got to go do press for your show. <laughs> yes, I do. So see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, that's our, what time is it? That's your line. Kurt, we're waiting for you. Oh, I got to say, I thought I, I, I say bye now. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.